fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is a Monday, a brand new week, and boy, do we have a lot to cover today and try and get to. It's a whole new week, and it seems like the world's just kind of crumbling down around us, isn't it? We have natural disasters all over the place. We have Afghanistan. We have immigration. We have the economy. We have just Joe Biden in general. Kind of sums up a lot right there by itself, doesn't it? And we're going to try to get to as much of it as we possibly can. Welcome into a brand new week. Welcome into a Monday. It is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the country on radio, on TV, on live streaming, and on podcasting. We have broken yet another record for podcast downloads this month compared to all the other months as well. So thank you for that, you guys, again absolutely awesome i cannot thank you enough i love you to death and we appreciate you follow just not just listening to the show but listening to it continuously constantly and consistently thank you for that it's awesome can you can always find us at our favorites your favorite podcasting sites itunes youtube google play amazon music uh spotify uh, I don't even know what other ones there are. iTunes, if I didn't mention that one. Also on the Podbean site at podbean.com. Doesn't matter where you're at watching or listening. Your Millennial General reporting for duty the way we do every single day. It's kind of nice after a vacation we had on Friday. A little bit of time off, although it wasn't like one of those nice, relaxing, kind of uh, just enjoyable weekends. And I'll get to that here in just a second. I will, however, be taking a little bit of time off in the next week or two again for Mrs. Voice of Reason and I's anniversary. It is our ninth anniversary, although we've been together a lot longer than that, just married-wise. It's our ninth year, but being high school sweethearts as we have been and being together for, I don't even know how many years now, uh, officially nine years being married. We'll celebrate that next week. That one's officially on, like, oh, yeah, well, I know that one. That is September 7th, although we are taking uh, the rest of that week off. So we'll have Labor Day next week. We'll have Thursday, Friday, where I'm off next week. So uh, it'll be a shortened Voice of Reason week next week. But nonetheless, don't worry. We'll get you all covered with some loaded up shows and all ready to go for you here on the airwaves, wherever you may be watching or listening. Coming up on the program today, we have Cliff Oxford. We tried to get a hold of him a few weeks ago and just schedules weren't able to work out. So we're going to have him on today, bottom of the hour, all through the book, The Redneck Reverie, as he talks about the Trump phenomena. Where did it come from? And how do you appeal to conservative voters? We're now going into another midterm election, kind of a big one, not sure if you're aware or not next year, with a lot of conservative Republican candidates running across the nation. Do they have an opportunity to win? I think they do. But how do you reach the individualist? Which is, I know, very controversial, very radical, very off the wall nowadays being an individualist because you need to be thinking about the group think. You need to be wearing the mask because you have to think about other people, even though the mask doesn't work. You need to be getting the vaccine because you need to be thinking about other people, even though the vaccine doesn't stop the spread of the virus. But you need to be thinking about that and doing it, not because of thinking of your own health and choosing your own personal health options, but because it's for the greater good. And that's getting a lot of pushback, obviously. But how do you appeal to those that are the individuals that don't like to listen to authorita? You evil, crazy rebels, you, I tell you. How do you appeal to those that want to think for themselves and actually live their own life? I, yeah. 
evil, crazy rebels you. So we'll talk about some of that and more coming up at the bottom of the hour. Also, we have billionaires under attack again by people that are just envious of the billionaire and millionaire class because, my golly, they need to give up their money for the common good again. I don't know if you see a trend there. Over the weekend, had a, had a Friday off, had the vacation, which was really nice, although it wasn't much of a vacation. It was very tough. As you know, and for those that have been listening over the last few weeks, I've been going down this rabbit hole and been doing this transition, and it's been a very interesting tra- transition personally, going from at the beginning of this month that we, uh, Mrs. Voice Reason and I, went to an all-plant-based vegan diet. And the purpose of that before you make fun, before you start mocking, but whatever, before you even judge on that, the reason we did this with, if you listen to this program in any way, shape or form consistently, you realize that we advocate for alternative options to be able to stay healthy during the COVID-19 pandemic. Obviously health being a major factor in people's lives right now. How do I keep myself from getting the virus? How do I make sure I'm healthy to, if I do get the virus to be able to survive the virus, personal health, personal responsibility and focus on that. And I think a lot of people that's been the top of mindset for a lot. And we focus on, yeah, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. At the same time, there are other options that you have, unlike what health professionals actually say, unlike what the super like Nazi vectors, uh, vaccination individuals actually say, there are other options that you can do to make yourself healthy to where you are not vulnerable to COVID-19 or you are less vulnerable to COVID-19 when and not if you actually get it. Because it's an airborne virus. It's not going away. You cannot eradicate it with vaccines. That will never happen. The only thing you can do is actually prepare yourself uh, for when you do. And that's either getting the vaccine, that's doing the vitamin kick, that's doing the dietary kick, that's doing the health kick. So we want to, on this program, like usual, actually live by what we talk about. I don't want to just be on the air and just, you know, blow the hot air and just talk about this is bad and this and just be the negative talk show host, as many are. We're not just the negative Nancys. We're the ones that actually talk about the issues and then try and come up with at least some type of common sense solution, which is why we're called the voice of reason. So by living by that action, Mrs. Voice of Reason and I have changed our diet, not full on. I mean, we have been full on, but whether it's going to be permanent or not is up in the air, but has gone to a raw plant based vegan diet, meaning no meat, no dairy, no like processed foods, no high salty things, nothing out of a box, like nothing. It's all been literally fruits and vegetables and nuts and finding random varieties of mixing said fruits and vegetables and nuts in order to make it somewhat enticing and a little bit different each and every night. And I got to give credit because Mrs. Voice of Reason has found more recipes than I ever thought there were on a raw plant-based vegan diet. And in response of that, consequently, I've lost some weight. Mrs. Voice of Reason, uh, she has lupus, for those that don't know, and has medical issues. She's been feeling a lot better. It solved a lot of medical issues that we've had to deal with personally on the home front. But it also led to a more of a religious and spiritual path as well, because when you eat cleaner, then obviously you're more connected to spiritual things. And I don't want to uh, throw it in your head one way or the other, because everybody's got their own personal beliefs and I just don't really care. And that's not really the time and place for that conversation here on this program. But because of that, I wanted to do something challenging. I wanted to do something difficult because why not push myself to the edge, push those limits on what we can do. I think the human body is capable of doing a lot of crazy things. And I think that just the uh, adrenaline junkies that we are, we try to push ourselves to those levels. So last week, if you listened, we did a five day fasting, five, no eating whatsoever. It was water and lemon water and tea for five days straight, not, not eating a single bite 
And I'd never done that before. It was very, very difficult. I struggled with it really, really bad. I did struggle with it, but I did it. The final days was the Friday and Saturday last week, which I had taken Friday off the air uh, and Saturday for my local program here in the Wichita area. And I had gone on a two-day vision quest with no camping gear, no fire, just me with a couple water canteens and a cot. And that was about it. Huffing it out in the woods. And now the crazy, the worst part about it was that I was unfamiliar with the land that I was on. So it made it just a little bit wonky. Not sure about the uh, the animals in the area not sure of the wildlife, not sure about the, you know, just the vicinity. I'm not, I wasn't familiar with that, which I think threw it off a little bit, but enhanced it all the more. It kind of like an episode of Naked and Afraid, except for I was not naked and I was not afraid, mostly. <laughs> so it was that, but it was really difficult, obviously being on the tail end of a five-day fasting, going out in the woods with nothing, nothing, except a cot and a couple canteens of water. And you obviously being a radio host, I'm used to talking. I'm used to thinking about things. I'm used to prepping. No cell. I mean, I had my cell phone for emergencies. It was turned off and in the bag. And that was it. And it was over 24 hours of complete solitude in the woods. Didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. Did a lot of meditating. Did a lot of prayer. Did a lot of Bible reading. Did a lot of walking around and pondering. And it was enlightening. It was interesting. It was very challenging for sure. Because... After about three hours, you're like, all right, now what? So to have that patience, to continue that, to ponder things. The wildest part was at nighttime when I thought I would have a little bit more time with it being like kind of dusk, kind of going down, but not really as dark as I thought it would be. And then the sun went down and boom, it was dark. I mean, dark, like I couldn't see the hand in front of my face dark. And trying to get readjusted to the sound, the animals and the bugs and the cicadas and the and the crickets and everything else. And then hearing coyotes kind of howling in the cornfield that was next to me and kind of moving around in packs and, you know, just trying to be wary. So I, I went the entire night without sleeping, just listening, just trying to meditate, just going inward because it was, you know, kind of panicky at first. The dark was almost heavy. The sound was deafening and it was very interesting. So I, I, I did it, though. I mean. I checked in, turned on my phone, checked in, and the people that kind of set it up were like, hey, are you good? Do you want to end this? And I said, no, I don't want to end this early. I don't want to do it. I'm going to get through the night. And then tomorrow you can come and get me whenever. It's, it's okay. I didn't even know where I was. People had to come get me because they just kind of dropped me off and said, here you go. So the nighttime was definitely the most interesting because I couldn't see anything. I couldn't really go anywhere or do anything. I did have a flashlight, but I didn't really turn it on unless I needed to and just sat there in my own thoughts for 20 over 24 hours and let me tell you it was difficult but it's something it's an experience that I'm glad I did and from the spiritual side do you feel more connected yeah I do feel more connected in that sense outside of that the survivalist skills I wanted to test my ability to see if I could do this and not get bit by a snake is my biggest number one phobia in the entire world is not be attacked by a crazy bobcat or coyotes which that was able to happen as well and then be able to walk away with nothing and say that I was able to do so and I did so that was nice now I will say I got back home Saturday evening and I ate a lot like I was compensating for the five days that I was fasting and I slept a lot on Saturday evening and into Saturday night until about almost noon on Sunday. So I had to play catch up that way as well. But I'm glad I did it. It was a heck of an experience. It's something that I guess not very many people want to or get the opportunity to do, but I'm glad I did it. And uh, will it make me a better person? I don't know. I hope so. But it's at least something that I can check off saying that I was able to do this. 
because why not? Because I don't want to just be on the radio and just talk about experiences without actually living them. I don't want to be on the radio talking about intellectual things like we try to do on the show without actually doing them myself. Anything that we do, any type of sponsor or advertiser, any type of product that we talk about, any type of idea, it's because I promote those ideas because that's the lifestyle that I actually have. It's not just being the quote-unquote blowhard on the radio where they say things and then do something completely different in their personal life. That's not what we're about. Because politics isn't just about politics, it's about how we live our life and how we live our life by example. And what we do to influence those around us based on not preaching to them, but by example, when we're actually doing well and we're succeeding and we're flourishing and you can take care of your family, even during hard times economically and your debts paid off and you're living your life and you have things stocked up, ready to go for whatever may happen. Obviously there's a lot of stuff happening right now, which we'll get into in a minute after our break. When we talk about the hurricane down in you know, the Gulf of Mexico with Hurricane Ida. We have wildfires down just west of here as well, you know, in the in New Mexico and Arizona areas. We have crazy natural disasters. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for whatever may come? It's not doomsday prepping. It's not the end of the world stuff, although some may believe that it's on the beginning of that. I don't really know. But whatever, we need to be prepared for that. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to test it, and I wanted to test my ability to do that, and I obviously came out victorious, I think, unless I'm not really here right now. In my mind, my subconscious thinks that I'm here, but I'm not really here. My brain just broke again. Thanks for that one. We'll talk about more of that when we come back. It's The Voice Reason. It's a Monday. we got a lot to get to. We'll have some fun as we kick off a brand new week right here on the show. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Find us on our website at whosyourreason.com. Stay right here. we got lots to get to. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great 
great republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live, streaming, and podcasting. You can find all of our social media at the handle of at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason, on all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, OurFreedomBook.com, TikTok, doesn't matter, we have all of them. I don't, I'm not active on all of them all the time, but we are going to start doing a lot of cool stuff with the TikTok and the Instagram as we have a lot of pictures coming from the building of the Hoosier Media Network Studios, all the fun stuff we're doing. we got a lot of good things happening. Also, we are working and more conversation to be had later, but working as well with new ways to get the show out to you and uh, more audiences to reach. So really cool about that. We'll get some more information on that in just a bit. Also, of course, the website at HoosierReason.com. Regardless of how tough my weekend was, it was uh, just... You know, nothing compared to some of the stuff that other people are going through. And I wanted to start off at least positive because this is not so positive. And I feel so bad with what's going on with being challenged without having any any type of electricity or any type of fire, just kind of survivalist skills. People are being tested on that uh, right now and not being prepared to do so in a healthy manner in any way, shape or form. Right now, of course, we have the New Orleans being hit again. New Orleans apparently going to be out of power for the next few weeks as Entergy is their company out there. They're assessing damage today and said that they're going to be weeks without actually getting uh, power back up and moving there. We have the Hurricane Ida moving. I know it's kind of decreased in power now, but between Louisiana and Missouri and uh, everywhere else, uh, Mississippi, where it's actually been hit, it's, it's, it's brutal. And I feel horrible. At the same time, on the other side, out in California and in Arizona and in New Mexico, we have uh, great fires going on out at Lake Tahoe. That's terrible, too. I saw some of the pictures where if you've never gone, uh, which I've always wanted to go, I've never gone there. Living in Colorado for a large portion of my life, I was a big snowboarder, but I mostly stayed in Colorado for the snowboarding. I would love to go to Lake Tahoe and actually do some of the skiing and snowboarding out there. But I saw some of the pictures of the ski resort with the gondola there sitting there idle and then the fires just burning behind it and how terrible it actually looks. So thoughts and prayers to everybody being affected, whether it's from the hurricanes, whether it's from the fires. As I mentioned, when you talk about survivalist, it's not the doomsday prepper, crazy person waiting for the rapture to happen and waiting for the civil war to happen or the collapse of society. It's this stuff. It's this stuff. Uh, One of our former governors here in the state of Kansas, and I was a big fan of him. He was not the most popular, according to the media, and uh, he Democrats despised him. He almost had that dirty name before. You know how bad you know the name was Trump when he was in office. This guy had that same type of reputation before Trump. In Kansas, they started that game, I think, here. I think they learned their tactics of the demonization of people right here in Kansas from Democrats. But Sam Brownback, former governor of the state that I live in right now, he used to do a thing with October where state agencies would try to help people prepare for disasters, whether it was tornadoes or flooding or freezing or downed power lines or, you know, whatever it was with a what he liked to call zombie preparedness month. And it wasn't because of zombies, but it was just, hey, if the power goes out, if a windstorm, if hail, if tornadoes, if fires, if something happens, do you have food? Do you have water? 
Do you have firearms? Do you have, you know, the survivalist skills that you actually need? Get a couple buckets and tubs of food to slide under your mattress. Get some bottles of water and some gallons of water you just sit aside. Make sure you have firearms and ammunition if you need to go hunt something for survival. Make sure you have proper shelter, whether it's an underground tornado shelter or something like that. No matter where you are in the country, even though if you don't have tornadoes, you got rock slides in Colorado, you got wildfires in California, you got floods and hurricanes down in the south part, you got crazy freezing and deep snow over on the east coast, there's always something to be concerned about. And the sad part is, is when I mock the social safety net of social programs and unemployment and all this other garbage, this is what I mean. Because at the end of the day, when natural disasters happen, when things like this happen, do you think a safety net's there to take care of you? It took how many weeks for FEMA to get water to people that were affected by the last hurricane in Louisiana and New Orleans? Yeah. Never rely on the government and their safety program crap. Never rely on federal agencies to take care of you. You need to be able to do it yourself. And most people get that in this audience. I'm really just preaching about the other side that refuses to listen because they think the government's going to be there to take care of them for the rest of their life. It's kind of sad and pathetic, but yet somewhat entertaining at the same time. Cliff Oxford coming up on the show the after this. Stay here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Halfway through the program already. Welcome back into the program. All over the place, radio and TV, live streaming, podcasting. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation, one radio listener at a time. That's what we do right here on the show each and every day. By the way... We have our newsletter that comes out at the beginning of each month. Now, I'm not going to send it in the middle of the week like this week. So here's what we're going to do. If you still want to sign up for the newsletter, you can go to HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. Uh, when it pops up, says, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say yes. You type in your email. It's completely free. We do not spam you with a bunch of stuff all the time. All we do is send you a once-a-month email with the latest blog from the show, our latest information with the show, with the Hoosier Media Network, with all the guests we've had on the program. It's kind of a recap, talking about the month, big issues of the day, whatever else. It's kind of fun, and hopefully you enjoy it. We get more people that sign up each and every month. We're going to send it out on Monday next week on Labor Day. So you still have a few days to sign up if you want to do so, and it can give me some time to do some finishing touches on it, but I like to send it at the beginning of the week. So we're going to send it out on Monday on Labor Day. If you have not signed up, make sure to do so, and you still have plenty of time to do that. All right, I want to get into the latest and what's trending today. 
What's trending today? So, I want to ask you the big question, the big grand question of how we got to this point today and where the heck are we going moving forward? That's always the big question, right? And especially in the world of politics, we went through a wild reign of the Barack Obama administration. We did the 180 to the Donald Trump administration. Now we've done another 180 back to the Biden administration. That's really Obama 2.0. But the conservative movement, it seems like it's hard reaching certain demographics, which we've talked about, and it truly is reaching certain demographics. We would do really, really well as a Republican base where if we could you know, widen that umbrella, not based on like watering down our ideology, but actually just appealing to people and talking about conservative principles. I know, what a concept, right? But where did Trump come from? Where did the Trump movement come from? And is that the future of the Republican Party or is it going to go to the wayside? Is Trump obviously still a major factor in the party? He's still doing interviews, still touring, getting tens of thousands of people to show up at all his rallies all over the country. Where did this come from, and is it here to stay? Super excited to talk about this and more with our next guest, as he is author of the new book, A Redneck Reverie, The Rationale for the Trump Phenomena. Super excited to have on here with us Mr. Cliff Oxford with us. Cliff, how are you, my friend? We're doing quite well in Atlanta. Thank you for having us. Hey, very good. Atlanta, are you getting any tail end of that crazy storm that went through the Gulf there? The tail end of the tail end, maybe. It's a little, uh, the forecast is, is, is it's a little gloomy, but uh, thank goodness we didn't get hit. Uh, and, of course, we, we're, I know a lot of people are headed that way right now, including Georgia Power Truck yeah. to help our friends in Louisiana get back on track. Good, good. Yeah, what a mess. We've been trying to cover some of that, and it's a, it's a scary thought to see that they have to go through that kind of stuff again. They they always get the brunt of that stuff. So uh, hopefully everything is okay down there. Let's talk about your book, and let's go back to the beginning before we talk about moving forward. Let's talk about the past a little bit. You break down the the, the Trump phenomenon. Where did this come from? Where did Donald Trump come from? I have to admit. In the primaries of 2016, I was not a Trump fan. I didn't support Trump. I was a Ted Cruz kind of guy. It took me a while to understand what Trump was trying to say and what he was actually trying to do. And by the end of it, I was a big supporter of him. But it took me a while to get there. So where did this movement come from with him getting the support and the base that he had going into that election? And how the heck did he become president? Well, you know, I was writing and blogging for the New York Times and I know that might not go over well with some of your viewers, but it was a great experience. And I wrote early on that I think Trump is going to surprise a lot of people and predicted he would win the Republican nomination. And believe me, I've gotten my fair share wrong. But this one, I was dead on right because I knew there was a uh, the last 40 years had cultivated a phenomenon like for Trump to come along, anti-political, no experience, I can fix it by myself. And I knew that was going to appeal to the parts of the country that had been screwed over for 40 years. Mm. Uh, somebody came along different than everybody else. And, um, and also I noticed Trump was running a marketing campaign, not a political campaign. He was trying to get just 20% of the vote in the primary or 25%. And he didn't care if the other 75% hated him. Sure. So I said, here's a guy that understands marketing. He's got a message that's going to appeal to every single person who was screwed over, uh, through, which I detail in the book economically through three events. And, uh, I, um, 
that and that's what Trump was created for 40 years. That's what nobody wants to cover. It wasn't a, a political season. It took 40 years to plant the seeds and grow the fruit of Donald Trump. Sure. What boggles my mind is, obviously, as you mentioned, I mean, being a genius in marketing, being a genius in being able to market and promote himself helped. But what boggles me is that the rednecks that you mentioned, the redneck reverie with your book, the the blue collar workers, the rednecks, the down home individuals were able to relate to a billionaire growing up in New York City, having, you know, I wouldn't I don't want to say daddy's money because he obviously grew it to what it is, the empire today from that. He did get a little bit of money to start off and then he ran with it and made it what it is. So he's obviously a genius in that sense. But someone who grew up in New York, who didn't grow up in the small towns or in rural America, who. Uh, other than working with that crowd and being down on the home front with a lot of construction workers there, he doesn't have a lot of experience with down-home, small-town America, but yet that's the crowd that flocked to him, and I quite, I find that quite fascinating. Yeah, uh, by the way, I, and I, I say in the book, I, I come from both perspectives. I, I grew up on in southern Georgia on a place called Route 3 Swamp Road, um, and in the middle of Okie Pinocchio Swamp. And unfortunately, I, I've been able to, uh, I, I endowed the Emory Business Program, Emory University Business School Program, after I sold my first company. And through that, I went, I was able to travel the globe, really uh, working with elites all over the world. Um, and so I looked at it from a perspective of a redneck, and maybe that's what I still am. I, I'm not an elite, never want to be an elite, but I definitely, uh, you know, traveled in those circles and worked very closely with them. And so I can answer, so I, I give you that point of information to answer that question. You know, Roger Ailes called Trump an uptown redneck. Mm. Um, Trump has some of the attributes that are favorable, his eating habits. He doesn't care the crudeness. Uh, the he has some of those elements that are very appealing to that, and he's also rebellious against authority. Sure, uh, all of those attributes match up um, with some of the rural er- with much of the rural areas, about like ninety eight percent of it. <laughs> sure. So um, then, also uh, something you I knew. Even in rural communities, and and I, I say in the book, the only redneck really in the book is me. I'm not calling redneck <laughs> to uh, to be uh, you know to diminish in any way, but um, we always liked rich people. We always admired rich people. There was not a feeling of class warfare. Uh, rich people were uh, in a community were. Uh, highly regarded. Sure. Um, so uh, Trump might have been the only thing that could have had all. He he rang every bell sure. for attracting the, if you will, quote redneck crowd. He was perfect for it, and uh, they saw that he's authentic. Um, and it's and I, and I say in the book. No, it's not. Phenomenons are not transferable. He can't transfer this to anyone else. Um, It it, it is his. 
Now, I, I, I say in the book, you know, Trump is really, I think, a genius at really one thing. If you look at his business record, it's checkered. Uh, you know, I'm here to tell you the facts. I'm I'm not here to make you happy, but he's got one place that's very important that he is a genius, and that is in TV. He totally understands TV. Sure. He understands how to do an audience. And TV is still a big impact on politics. To look at where they spend their money every time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an endless amount of ads. So uh, he, he is a genius really uh with tv and he you know he created a the apprentice and creating a sh- tv show uh is it takes a genius to do that like he did with the apprentice yeah so that's where i would give him the credit of genius well i'm right there with you i mean and you could even see that within his presidency i mean we call him transparent because i think he was one of the most transparent presidents by his twitter account and what he did but i mean during the covid pandemic yep. I mean, every evening, every evening, we were sitting here covering a two and a half, three hour press conference talking about COVID, getting an update from Pence and the and the COVID task force. But then Trump just sitting there, you know, banging his head against the wall, going after the media all the time to where eventually the media stopped covering it because their ratings were up every evening because he wanted the exposure during the pandemic and it was doing well for him on TV. Uh, we got to take a break here. We're talking with the uh, a redneck reverie, uh, Cliff, uh, Cliff Oxford here. Cliff, can you stick over one more segment with us? We got to take a hard break here sure perfect i i appreciate right. that when we come back i want to talk about the future of this because you mentioned it is that with this phenomenon trump obviously can't pass it off to somebody else but the future of the republican party where 97 percent of the party still supports trump where do we go from here is it him running again is it don jr running again or is there someone trying to steal that under the umbrella a mike pence uh, a Ron DeSantis, somebody that's going to try and use that trump movement to move forward into the midterms and into the general election of 2024. So what does the future look like? We'll talk about that when we come back here with Cliff Oxford, a redneck reverie, the book, make sure to check it out on his social media as well at a redneck reverie. We'll continue that right here on the voice of reason, the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the voice of reason fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the Voice of Reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Last few minutes of the program goes by way too fast. I don't care what any other talk show says. We are by far the fastest hour of radio on radio. No matter where you be watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. We're hanging out right now with the man himself, Cliff Oxford, author of the book A Redneck Reverie, The Rationale for the Trump Phenomenon. You can find them online at cliffco.com, also on the social media at A Redneck Reverie. Cliff, let's talk about... Now, obviously, Trump started a massive movement. He got tons of support, and as you mentioned, extremely controversial. You either loved him or you hated him in one way, shape, or form. It took me a while to quite grasp and understand what the heck he was all about. But once I did, I'm like, ah, all right, I can go along with this. And then, obviously, the, again, very controversial election in 2020, whether people think it was rigged, people think it's legitimate, whatever the case is, we now have... I think one of the biggest conservative Republican movements going on right now, getting set for the midterms. We have candidates announcing all over the country. We've talked to a lot of them on the program already, getting set for an election that's a year and a half out uh, for most people. And people are still wondering, is Trump going to run for president again? What's he going to do? Is Don Jr. going to run? Is he going to hand off the baton for somebody else, for someone like Mike Pence, who, uh, you know, Mike Pence could potentially run, although he's gotten a bad rep within some Republican groups. Uh, Mike Pompeo, who's our former congressman from right here in Kansas, then CIA director and then secretary of state under Trump. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida. I mean, what's the future of the Republicans right now? Because. I think there's an internal civil war between the Republican Party of the old guard, go along with the flow, Mitch McConnell's that just want to get back to politics as normal, and then the conservative, almost Tea Party-esque Trump movement that still wants to shake things up. Where where does this end, do you think, for the Republicans? Not well. Uh, and I, let me tell you why. Uh, it's no different when Travis Kaye left Uber or... If Mark Zuckerberg left Facebook tomorrow, when you have these phenomenon leave companies, I never buy a company run by a phenomenon mm. because their knowledge, their their charisma is not is not transferable. And it's and when they do leave the stage, the whole their whole sector becomes depressed, whether it's a company or a country. So really, um one of the best things you could do is have a phenomenon start a company. But one of the worst things you can do is have one leave a company. So, um, it, 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 I mean, I'm just, it doesn't look well at all. They're going to be a serious civil war without him. Now, if he runs in 2024, uh, that will calm things down. Sure. I think it will not have a negative impact on 2022. Uh, if, if, if anything, maybe a positive, still some afterflow of uh, afterglow, if you will, of of Trump. So, you know, when I, the Republicans, the day of 20, November the 10th of 2024, 
If he's elected, obviously the show goes on. Sure. If he's not elected, um, there, there's going to be a serious fallout, just like we see in companies when phenomenons leave. Mm. So not even a, uh, as you mentioned, a Ron DeSantis or a Mike Pompeo who worked under the Trump admin and supports the movement, they wouldn't be able to mo- gain that momentum and support like he did. Absolutely not. I think Chris Christie is the smart one right now. He is saying, "I'm let them all fight over Trump," and he's trying to carve out his own little niche sure. in the in, in the party. But they're all fools for trying to. And you know, I tell you the truth, the phenomenons don't really like giving it up either. They're not like the you know the best people developers in the world. <laughs> not, like Trump's not going to say, "Come on, let me show you how to do this." Yeah. They uh, see it as their baby, and they don't give it up. And, you know, Trump may, he may be the only person I can see him ever even thinking about is Ivanka. Sure. Uh, but, uh, so that's, uh, it, 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 it's, and, and that's not partisan. I'm not trying to pick on the conservatives, because there's a lot of things I write in the book that Trump did that was, that was good. Sure. Um uh, but I but can tell right. you, I'm in, I'm in business. I'm in business and I got about 550 companies in our portfolio that we help grow and exit. Sure. And the worst ones <laughs> yeah. they, it, are the phenomenon that they, they run it on their own personality. Yeah. Well, and you're and right. I mean, just conservative voters have a have a tough decision on their hands to figure out what to do moving forward because i mean it's going to have to come to an end at some point or they're going to have to figure out what went wrong in that last election to make sure it doesn't happen again if he does choose to run again it's cliff oxford a redneck reverie make sure and go and check it out cliff i really appreciate the time my friend we're out of time unfortunately though let's get you back on the show again real soon All right, thanks a lot. I enjoyed it. Hey, appreciate it very much. We'll do that again. Until then, podcast up in a little bit. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.